Hello. Sharon. Oh, is it here? Is this thing on? Sharon. Uh, what's up, freak bitches? Uh, coming in live from Saigon, aka Sai Jizzle, H E A Ho Chi Mane. Anyways. H E A. Anyways, we're in fucking Saigon, Vietnam. You guys have seen this rooftop before. My podcast with Kai. I have a special one for you guys tonight. We got the one and only Blake Simpson. I grew up with this guy since fucking second grade. It was. I used to walk home with you yeah, after elementary school and we used to set shit on fire. Yes. This guy. Yeah, me, you, Nikki. Oh my God. We got into a lot of trouble as kids. This yeah, is me is and Blake this is back intro. from like third grade, guys. This is wow. us. As little kids, man. That really does represent us. And there's the actual picture. Me always scheming. Riley always just oh. being being there, being present. And me always just like, I'm probably looking at the ground at like some little ant that I'm going to squish. <laughs> just some evil little little kid stuff. I was such an evil little kid. See, man. I got the Atlanta Braves hat, A-Town Down, dog. Always, always. wearing hats. People were like, oh, why do you, you always wear hat every day? Dog, I've been wearing hats since third grade yeah. every day, bro. Anyways, it's crazy that now we're hanging out every day again. But we're in Vietnam, halfway across the world. Like, every day I have to pinch myself to remind myself that this is fucking crazy. It is crazy. Like, it is crazy. We've known each other for such a long time. And even three years ago, there was no line in sight that we'd be together. We'd be working together, traveling together. There's no... I need... No. There's no, no. way. I had no idea. Yeah. No two, idea. Two years ago, we had no idea that we would be out here. So... I just wanted to share, like, Blake's story and just record this, because this is dope as fuck, what we're doing. Uh, it's crazy that we're best friends. I haven't met another digital nomad, like, group that's, like, best friends. All that's true. Out. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. It's usually dudes who broke off from their group of friends. Because you have to. I mean, You usually meet, you meet your friends out here, but to bring yeah. your best friends, like, yeah. from your whole life, day yeah. one homies out here, and to all be doing the same thing is pretty crazy. And I realized that, so I just want to document this shit because it's fucking crazy. That's always been a goal of both of ours, is to be able to, like, have a million bucks and make a million bucks and then bring out, like, fucking five, ten best homies to yeah. your your country where you know the best. Like me, it's Kenya, Zanzibar, you, it's, you know, it could be Chiang Mai, it could be Vietnam. You know these places really well. To bring those homies, and then to travel more, even. But, like, that's, like, always been a goal. Like, dude, if I could do that, I would crush it. Like, even drop, like, a hundred grand, all my boys are coming out, flying them out, they can't, no excuses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that. so sick. It's just, and, like, I think about, like, why, what made this happen, and I try to portray this in podcasts, like, what was the reason that yeah. made us actually do it? Yeah. And, uh, I think, I, I think it's time. just, like, it's like a mind, it's like a mindset when we're really young, we're just like, all right, my future is going to be with all my friends. Yeah. And we're just going to be bosses, and we're going to roll with our clique together, and we're just going to be doing whatever the fuck we want, and I think that is it's, yeah that was maybe mindset. like a that was like a primal thing that we always had yeah. but then there but then you know from like middle school up until like two or three years ago we didn't think about it at all like we were trying to get our own hustle yeah we were and then, all and then went, went back after then, college yeah that's reality I mean. but then it, it came in. back we're like we had a spark because you actually sparked the travel yeah, 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 to, yeah, by yeah. going to africa yeah. and we'll talk about that we got to move because uh, my computer's gonna die is it almost dead just want to show you guys this view so uh we're still here guys anyways if you want to see my viral cockfighting video you can click here Bing. we just want to maybe that. here Bing. or maybe there back to the story it's crazy that we were best friends growing up and we're living out here blake has been in saigon for you've been in southeast asia for two months three two months 
for two now, months. Now, this time. Yeah. This two, two months. Two and a half months. Two and a half. Two or three months. Two and a half. And he was out here for three months last spring. Right here in this in this corner picture. This is actually my last pictures I have. See, these are all Cambodia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were down here. Chiang Mai. There's Chiang Mai second. So Blake was in Chiang Mai last year. These are all the Chiang Mai photos, guys. Yeah, there's us riding our bike. There's us, pie trip. Anyways, the reason that we're out here really is... The reason that me and Parker are out here is because of Blake. Um, because he is the first one of our friends to get a job, get an experience abroad. He moved to Kenya. So why did you move to Kenya in the first place? So, yeah, I moved to Kenya. Well, I went to Kenya. I volunteered in Kenya. Junior year, you went for your first time to the Homomi shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior year, I went my first... Yeah, yeah, that was my first time I went there. So that was a three-month volunteer program. I was teaching English, but when I got there, I kind of realized that the teachers teach English. So when I went there, uh, I... I started doing PE courses and started like teaching like martial arts and soccer and stuff because I just English. I mean, I wasn't a traditional teacher, and uh, yeah, people think, oh yeah, you know English. Well, you can't just necessarily teach English if you know English because you also have to know some Swahili to get across to the kids. But their English was also pretty good, and their English teachers were good. I mean, English is the first language in Kenya. So yeah, when I went there, I you know I started teaching this PE class. I started meeting some other people outside of Homomi, like going out with just you know local volunteers, some interns there. Um, and one place we always go to is Brew Bistro. That's right in, in Nairobi, um, on downtown like Lavington. I met Tony, who's now my partner in a couple of businesses over there. This That's guy? actually Tony right there. That's Tony. I'll get to. Ah, look at Blake. So, anyways, dude. Uh, dude, by the way. Yeah. You this background right here. Yeah. This is a this is a quote from Blake Simpson. When he got to Chiang Mai, I remember he said this quote, and did so I, I so I made a meme out of it. Yeah, you did, huh? He he right first day in Chiang Mai, his first day ever in Thailand in his life, which is last 2004, 2015 spring. He just says, "Bro, I don't think I'm ever fucking leaving this place. Cheapest fucking food ever, bombest ice cream teas, and the white girls here, bro, bro. Seriously, I'm never leaving." <laughs> That's a text from Blake when he touched down at the airport like two hours later. That and made was, this photo. No. Anyways, Chiang Mai is great. We'll get into that. Chiang Mai is but great. anyways, we were in Chiang Mai because of this Africa thing. So like, what are you, what are you doing in Africa the last couple of years? What, are you, what the fuck? So the last, so when I met Tony, we had talked about the idea of starting like a an educational platform. I'll put it in an easy way. If you're a biochemist and you're coming over to Kenya, don't teach English. Teach biochemistry. Teach uh, sanitation methods or or you know. Uh, anything to do it with your degree right um, so that's what we try to do is we, we we want to create this platform where students come in that are undergraduates that are still studying that can go directly to an organization that reflects not only their studies but what they want to do when they grow up so not only will they benefit as the organization and thus the population there but the student then has you know basically a thesis to go back to university and write about yeah, so we weren't making money. So again, we did this for two years. I, I put um, a, you know, a good amount of my own money in. And we were still doing side hustles. We did a couple farming projects. You just saw some rubies. We did you know, a mining project. We've done some other things that, you know, you can do a lot of business in Kenya. There's a lot of gray areas as well. Uh, and not, not in a bad way, not you know, drugs or guns or anything like that, but just gray areas with construction tenders providing cement, sand, you know, metal rebar. You can, if you know the right people, you know, you can, you can make something happen. Like, That's hilarious. looking back on that and seeing that photo. Okay, this, this poster here. That was me, wasn't it? You, Blake made this poster. Yeah, and this is, this is in, this is in me and Parker's 
uh, one bedroom apartment that we split. I slept on a couch in this apartment for one year because our mission for that year was to save our money and go back to Thailand. So yeah, that's just a hilarious memory, man. This get a plan, hilarious. get an investment. This is how this is how dedicated we were, and this is how bad you have to want it, guys. Is you have to put big poster boards up on your wall, big sticky notes, and you got to be writing up there so you see it every day. Your plan, get a plan, get an investment, get successful. You have to want it so bad, and the only reason that it really did happen is because we all had each other. We wouldn't have done it by ourselves. It's true. By in our little apartment. And yeah. Blake pretty much lived there. You slept there, you know, many, many nights. Yeah. Three of us yeah. in this one bedroom apartment. Blake was waiting tables. Yeah. I was knocking doors. Yeah. And there's my little Busted. green. There's my little green screen, guys. Green screen. I had a green screen trying to make videos in 2014. That's right. You always have. Been 2014, man. I've always been making videos, man. Here's me reading my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, this will be funny. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, bro. Just like me meeting Tony was this such a, a, a random event in my life. As far as um, uh, length of time goes, right? Usually, you know, you meet someone or you develop a relationship. Or sometimes things just, they always say things take time, which they do. The relationship for us to, to meet and grow and, and talk about business till 3 a.m. every night, that took time to grow. But it's those little instances that, that affect everything. And, and, and what it also comes down to is then, you know, uh, keeping up with those instances. For, for instance, me meeting Tony and... Um, me, me bumming a stick off of him and then me giving him wow. my phone number and him and him reaching out to me. That's something that's very Kenyan is the next day if you have someone's phone number like you text them and you say, oh, you know, how are you? You good? You made it home last night safe. It's just a very kind of cultural thing where it's always, you're always checking out. Always be, you know, always being in contact and yeah. it feels good. Um, but anyways, that's, that's the only reason we stayed in contact. I wouldn't remember him. I remember answering the phone. I was super hungover. I was like, hello. He's like, yo, dude, it's Tony. In his, in his typical fashion, almost as if he knew me for years. I was like, hello. He's like, yo, bro, it's Tony. What's good? And I was like, Tony, Tony. Oh, Tony. Oh, the king ah. of the pink shirt. Yeah, yeah, what's good, man? He's like, yo, bro, I'm at Valley Arcade. Aren't we going to uh, Kabir today? He's like, you want to see the slums? I was like, oh. I was like, oh, man. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll go. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I really didn't want to. So you went? I went, and, and we walked through, and I thought I was going to get robbed the whole time. Like, we were walking through the back alley just like... Tight houses, tight, tight, tight slums. I mean, Kabir is one of the biggest slums in the world. It's got between 500,000 and a million people, and it's only a couple square acres. It's like a yeah. tight, tight community. Fucking slums. If you had not bummed a SIG from some guy in Kenya, all right, and then answer your phone, hung over the next day, and said yes to go on the day trip with him to the slums, you would 100% not Nine, have like gone back because you, you never know for sure. not have gone back to Africa yeah. if he had not gone back to Africa we would not have been as inspired to move abroad ourselves so indirectly crazily bumming a sig off a guy in Africa led to me and Parker be here and this whole YouTube thing smoke marbles no I'm just kidding guys <laughs> life is random but you you create your own luck by by being around the right people and meeting as many people as you can and always being uh, like friendly and just meeting people like right fucking yeah. meeting people more than just meeting people being um, being open to new experiences try to say yes You're as much as you can if it makes you uncomfortable that's that's good that's a that's sign good. that it's good so Nike just do it just, just do, do it just do shit 
Yeah. Just he just did it. He went to Africa, and that cascade of events led us to be like, wow. Every time Blake comes home, he's super happy. Uh, and we wouldn't have been as comfortable moving to Thailand if we didn't have our best friend moving living in Africa, which is even crazier than Thailand. Yeah. Because I can see it now from your aspect as like. You know, not wanting to take the step unless someone was out there doing something even crazy. You're yeah. Like, okay, this guy's in Africa. We gotta yeah. at least go to Thailand yeah. and try this. Like living in another country, it didn't seem as weird because, uh, like, our best friend was already living in Africa. Yeah. But like, just 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 the fact to pack up and move to another country is is a crazy mm-hmm. step and very it scary. It is. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. If you, I think if yeah, and and it's not for everyone. That's for sure. But it's not that crazy. Um, but it's crazy. But it's, it's not that crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how about. it's crazy how not crazy it is after you've yes. been doing it. After yeah. while, how it's normal it is. It's crazy how not crazy it is. How, it's crazy how, much how it totally crazy. makes sense. Yeah. How crazy that we make it seem crazy. Yeah. It's not. The whole world is one big place. You can go anywhere. Yeah. It's not just one little city, people. Really, we are all global citizens here. Yeah. And that's. And, it, yeah. and if you're watching this as a white person living in the U.S. or in Europe. At the end of the day, if you're living in a developed country and you have, you know, a good job and you're spending a lot of money on things that don't make sense, then you could easily be doing this. So you shouldn't be one of the people that should say, oh man, I just can't do it. I don't have that much. Really, if you cut down, if you really look at your funds like Riley did, if you really put them on the board and say, how much am I spending on rent? How much am I spending on going out? Are you spending 500 bucks going out every weekend? Dude, that's, yeah. that's, that's five grand in a year. Yeah, I put my monthly You can start a business with that. On yeah. a board. Yeah. So, so what are you spending money on? Uh, that's a huge part of it because we have plenty of homies we won't name names but we have plenty of homies who we know are spending three, four even probably five thousand on their lifestyle every month just living eating going out buying things yeah, they I don't was, need yeah I was three, four thousand yeah. spending in America yeah. and we spent it seems weird now saying that we spent fifteen hundred here yeah and I, and I say that and I say four or five thousand and I think oh maybe they don't but they do yeah they do fifteen hundred on an apartment yeah yeah that's normal that's crazy that's normal it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy Whoa! Guess where we are? We're on our office now, aka Needs Cafe on Bouvian Street in Saigon. It's actually right next door to that rooftop bar. If you guys ever want to come here, but this is where it all happened. We worked in this cafe for like two months, like a month in Saigon, like probably two or three days a week, every day. And it's always open up here. There's no one ever up here. So this is literally our price of a coffee per day private workspace. We are launching a new uh, Amazon product. That's basically what we're working on. So yeah, other videos on that. But I want to talk about first the Philippines because I haven't done a podcast about the Philippines, and we were just in the Philippines. Uh, it was dope. So glad that we went to the Philippines. Uh, it was. We were very. We almost didn't go. But then what? We, was it on Parker? Was it on you? Parker was the final decision. Yeah, Parker's final decision. But anyways, so happy we made that trip because Philippines I is so well. dope. I had some once in a lifetime experiences, and I, you know, I can't say if we went to South America or Indonesia, it wouldn't have been crazier, wouldn't have been cooler, wouldn't have been, you know, wouldn't have had more fun, made more money, or done whatever we we did, met more people. But it was incredible, and it wasn't. It, it was way more ups than it was down. The, the bad part was probably maybe 0.5%. Not even, not even a 1% of like, just like things that maybe weren't the best. Everything was just great though. The main foods in the Philippines, guys, are... Drum roll, please. Hilarious. Burgers, pizza, fried chicken, spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti and pork belly. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. Tons of pork. Thank you. That was my top five foods of the Philippines. Thanks for watching. See ya, guys. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> See you yeah. on the next one. Anyways, it's true. There is a lot of Western food. It's very Westernized. Uh, they have good food. The adult McDonald's. Uh, but you just get the local food if you don't want that. The yeah. local food, people will say it's not the, the best food in the world. It's probably not the best in the world, but I still think it's good. I'm not it's really good. I'm that, not adobo, that adobo we had in Gen Jensen was, was amazing. Yeah. What were your favorite parts about the Philippines? One of my favorite parts, which is, which is trivial, but it was nice. It was nice to have because you know how that experience was being one of the only foreigners in a city that's so developed oh. and so oh, yeah. the infrastructure is right. so uh, developed. Like having these huge high rises, yeah. having having so many coffee shops, so much tech, uh, so much development going on in the city, and being like one of the only white people walking around. I mean, like you can't get through the mall without people taking pictures with you. But it's it's cool. I mean, you know, it's fun. You got to experience it once, and that's what's cool about Davao is it's not blown up yet tourist wise. Yeah, the Davao. There's, What's the story of Davao? There's no fucking tourists, okay? That's <laughs> What's the fucking the story of the tourists, okay? What do you want me to tell you, huh? That's the story of Davao. What do you want so me to tell you? So if you want to live in Davao, there's basically uh, no tourists there. You have so, a great uh, time. You've got plenty of ladies, you know, there's plenty of bars, plenty yeah. of clubs, it's got Echelon, you know, have a great time. I know the pants don't give you his number. The jeepneys? What about the jeepneys? You could probably talk more about the I love the Philippines just because the jeepneys are hilarious. The they are funny. Uh, they're so hilarious. It's a unique feature of that country. It's so, it's so beautiful. And, and, it's, and it's not only unique, but yeah, it's funny and it's awesome and it's cool and it's hip. And it's just like, it's a trend that will never end. It's so cool. Like whether you like it or not, it's there and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how else to put it, but jeepneys are sweet. Yeah, we're, we're cramming in the jeepneys, 20 people in the back of this thing and we're all sweaty after the workout. Just the awkwardest thing ever. Just stinking so it up. Cranium CrossFit. Shout out to CrossFit Cranium, guys, if you ever see this. The Philippines I mean, is awesome. Okay, yeah, number awesome. three. This is probably number two or number, number one for most people. Why the Philippines is great switch up from Southeast Asia. I don't consider it Southeast Asia, by the way. Okay, it is, but it's a whole other animal. Spanish. Okay, it, I consider it like Asia. Islander. Yeah, uh, very culture, Islander. very island culture, right? But it's because people speak English. Like Vietnam, everyone knows English. Every yeah. Filipino girl speaks like you, an American. Okay, yeah. not quite, yeah. but very not quite, close. But they speak it very It's like well. a Spanish. It's like they're Spanish Mexican people. It is incredible. So that makes it a completely unique experience because when you're meeting girls and stuff, it's like back home. Okay, you can speak totally regular yeah. to them. You can say and, anything. And they and not only is it the good. English, but it's also they pick up on nuances and like jokes. Like they they, they know the little things. Yeah, Very yeah. Funny. They they know you know, know American, American slang, American Very culture. Funny. The funniest They're, thing about the Philippines, sir. Know this they they say hello. They address you as sir. Hi, and, sir. Sir and ma'am. For which is nice. You know, it is great. Sir, uh, only twenty pesos. Sir, only. It's like they're so well trained in sales too, and giving change. Like there's very customer service -y people, so yeah. they're very at your service. Yeah. So that's a unique thing about the Philippines. Uh, okay, the bow. There's no tourists there. If you want to go there, uh, very chill, small city like Chiang Mai size. Okay, chill place to work, less tourists. Yeah. And then we went to Ma fucking Nilla. Manila was crazy. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that vice boardwalk that, you know, right right there on the river. It was beautiful. I've always wanted to go to Manila. It's a beautiful place, and I want to go back because I like the energy of the big city. It's mm -hmm. exciting to me. It's exciting shit going on. But it could drive you mad as well. You, you, you wouldn't want to stay there the whole month. 
That's I could do it in Manila for a month. That's the good thing about being a digital nomad, man. Location independence, we have that. Mm. That's why we can do this shit. It feels really good to be able to say, hey, let's go here. Hey, let's go there. Yeah. We've yeah, been we'll doing find a hostel. We'll stay there. We'll find some coffee shops. We'll work. We'll find a gym. We'll find some trails to go run on, some people to hang out with. Wow. We'll find the coolest place to go on the weekends. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. That's what I've always liked, though, is, is at least the, the two times that I've came and met up with you guys, which it's been like this for you guys the whole time, if I'm not wrong, um, where you stay in cities, right, for, for at least a month, maybe even two weeks, but you get like an apartment for a proper amount of time. Yeah. You see a lot of these tourists, even if they're digital nomads, they're trying to like skip through cities and trying to like literally, almost, we make the jokes like they're running through the city, like, like literally like running through, like trying to do all this stuff, trying to drink a beer, go to the club, do this, go on the choo-choo tunnels, do all the touristy things, and then get out and go to the next place, you know? This is a lot of travelers that you see. We've been doing it for a year and a half now. It's fucking surreal, and it's a completely different experience to live somewhere than just do a backpacking trip through Southeast Asia. Yeah. Which again, you should do. Because you, you should could, do it. You, you can do it. Fall in love with a lot of stuff, or you can meet people like us, and then and then get hooked onto something. Yeah. So you definitely should. Uh, and we're not saying don't do that. What we're saying is if you do it, follow some advices of some people who've been there, not just us, but other people, and and learn from how they do it. If you're going to travel South Asia, you should at least try to try to do something that's that's social and viral. You know, maximize your travel. Maximize your travel. Uh, create and be real. Do you? Create and, uh, create and be real. That's what we've been, been about for a couple years now. Three years, what? Is create and be real shit? Create and be real. I mean, create, but when you create, be real about it. Don't yeah. be fake. Create and do be real. You. Do you. Do what you love. Uh, if you can, travel with your friends just for two weeks because you have that corporate job, and I did too, so I had to do the two week thing. Uh, we had to do the two week thing. Go somewhere different though. Go, don't go to Hawaii, like, just, just fucking travel, get out, yeah. out of the country, get come to Southeast country. Asia, come to Thailand, do the whole backpacking thing, that's good. But, what we're trying to say is being able to live here, extended period of time, is completely different. It's completely different than that. You're living in a, in a foreign city for uh, a few months at a time, and you, you actually go to a cafe and work every day, or go to your co-working space and work, but... Do it, go do the backpacking trip, because that's going to make you, that's going to open the door for you and, and let you see the lights. Uh, just visit the country for a week or two weeks, whatever you can do in your job. But uh, hopefully all of this shit in Blake's story, with my story, and my couple other podcasts, and my videos lets you see that just regular kids like us, we're not smart, uh, we're fucking dumb, uh, can, can do this. And live abroad, it's not that far-fetched in the 21st century, all right? They're called fucking laptops. You got one, okay? You create just, your, your just video thumbnails. Thumbnails on Snapchat. On Snapchat. Because it's the easiest. Yeah, it's just common sense to me. It's the easiest way to put text on a fucking picture. That's yeah. how ghetto and gangster you are. I kind of do it all day anyways. Anyways, I've been living in Saigon High for like six months now. It's crazy. So, Philippines coming to Saigon, like... You, you were here in high school, but like, yeah. This this last, go over your, your letter to Saigon about what are your favorite things about Saigon? Because it's a crazy motorbike paradise, metropolis, very green sky bars. The motorbikes are crazy, crazy energy. It's literally a concrete jungle, pho, spring rolls, and bomb food everywhere, and uh, food carts and fruit abundant. It's just so much abundance. It's like 
and it's a it's like a French city because it was colonized like by the French France and shit. So it almost feels like you're in French mixed with like old Vietnam, mixed with like new technology, crazy advanced. It's a very modern place, like any city in the U.S. But it has the oldness mixed in, the old Vietnam also mixed in, and the French aspect to it. And you can smoke weed anywhere. I know you're gonna say that. You can we just this is our office. You can. We just pop out here, place J, it's nothing, people are, it, it's crazy. But it's pretty nice, come to Needs Cafe. But yeah, this place has been amazing, man. When I first came here, again, I was a tiny kid. All I did was like run around and get bon mis and like try to get massages and fucking buy fake sneakers. Uh, but yeah, coming here, it's incredible, dude. It's, it's a really good vibe. How good of a decision was it to get a motorbike? It was a great decision to get a motorbike. That's what I was first going to say is that a lot of people, which again, if it's not for you, if, if, if riding, if you're not comfortable on bikes, then don't do it here because it could get hurt. But for, for people who say it's super dangerous here, I've been driving bikes in Kenya for the last like two, three years. And that is way more dangerous <laughs> than driving bikes here. Because here there's like a flow. I, I, I compare it to like a school of fish where they're all going by at once and they kind of just form together. No one runs into each other even though they're so close. Inside like a group of like a hundred bikes and you just smell those fumes. You're just yeah. so warm. It's like 40 degrees Celsius. You're just sitting there baking. And you're like feeling like a little you're like fry baking fish. baking the sun oh, and the, the, the heat wave of the city and all the fumes around you. It's, it's a crazy feeling. I Ubered around for a long time and then I got one recently. It's an amazing sense of freedom. Like, yeah. At first, it can be a little intimidating because it's so, you've never seen anything like it. Like the flow of traffic, but just, yeah, even just go slow and like stay on the right side and just yeah. like, it's so easy. It's easy yeah. as riding a bike, basically. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful city. It's still amazing. It's still, I mean, there's just so, there's so much money here as well, like as far as... Yeah, like, some of and the, there's, there's that aspect. The guys, comparing, the it, comparing it to Chiang Mai is you got, you know... The, Crazy clubs. The, the, fin the financial place. district here. The financial blah, 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 capital of Vietnam. Big yeah. rich city. You got yeah. the penthouses, the aces. You got the Bentleys, the Rolls, the Beamers, the Benzes. Beamers, Benz, and Bentleys. Uh, up here, so if you want to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks and pop a bottle, a couple, you know, times, then you can do that, like we did. Yeah. You can have a really good time. You can go out, and it can be baller as fuck. You can have a super high scale or a super low scale. Yeah. It's both. And it's so nice because when you when you go out, like you go to penthouse or ace. There may be other white people there, but like you can get like the front table. You can be partying with all the other groups, with with gangsters, with ballers, with rich billionaires. Like you're right next to them, and they think you're jumping around like a dumb white boy, and they love that shit. I swear to God. We like to pop to, bottles. You, you need to quit getting that second bottle every time. Always doing it. Part Always with one. the second bottle. Part. Always with the second bottle. Okay, that's three hundred bucks split between three of us. That's hundred bucks each. Yeah. You can spend a hundred bucks going out in Seattle. Yeah, it's not. Get then years. again, it still is affordable to have these. These are these are the most richest VIP Top, yeah, clubs yeah. in Saigon. Yeah, and we're some kids just there with all these guys parking yeah. their Bentleys outside. Yeah, and crazy. It would, it would be the equivalent of going to like uh, what's like the top club, like some, some top like and no, like a, some top like Vegas club. Yeah, it's like yeah. So going to some top Vegas club and having a, the VIP like, table. Yeah, yeah, VIP table. Yes, exactly. It's like a, it's Which would still, be five hundred to a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's easy. it's still everything here is four to five times cheaper in Southeast Asia, just as a blanket rule. But and that's what's cool is you can do it big if you want to. Exactly. That's what's yeah. cool about Saigon is it's got those VIP high-end experiences that Chiang Mai doesn't have. Mm -hmm. They do it right out here if you want that. Yeah, they First do it right. Race. Saigon's good. Yeah. Switching over to Chiang Mai. You were in Chiang Mai for like a month or We haven't talked about months. Chiang Mai yet. Yes. No. We did the, the motorbike to Pai, which is right here. We did the motorbike to Pai. 
Was that, that your, was that your favorite part of Chiang Mai or what? Was that my favorite part of Chiang Mai? Yes, definitely. Because mm -hmm. when we went out there, and one, it was a sweet ride. It was, you know, going through mountains. It wasn't too cold like your ride that you had with your brother. It wasn't too cold. It was a beautiful ride. Uh, I'm so glad we, we did ride out there and take the bus. So, Chiang Mai, definitely do the ride to buy on a motorbike. Don't be scared, little boys and girls. Do it. It's the most beautiful mountain it drive. It is. I think uh, it's one of the best drives. Yeah, and it's a hippie town. It's it's filled with a bunch of stoners, yeah. with dreads, a bunch of white people from you know Amsterdam, the U.S. and Australia, yeah, all the, over. Yeah, the, reggae, dreads. the reggae festivals. With reggae festivals like every weekend. All right, so they're it's closing nice. down the bar here. We gotta go. Is it? What, oh, it's eleven. Yeah. Yeah, it's eleven. Yeah. Um, this is your last day. Thanks for coming out again. Thank, I'm, I'm glad I did. Thank you for bringing me out. Thank you for, for thinking about coming out. Thank you for us starting this product together. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be incredible looking back on this video one year from now, wherever we are. Yeah. I, I mean, we're pretty certain that it's only going to get better. Yeah, right? And it probably has to because we're only going full speed until we, until we, until we hit mindset, the grave. Mindset and save money. That's Denial of death. Know you know you're gonna die. Know you only got so much time. You gotta live it. You've gotta do it today. Dude, you I got I gotta I gotta end with reading this YouTube comment that I got today. Someone says, so jealous, living the freedom life. I used to live like that when I was hustling, but those days are over. Now I'm on a schedule, ten hours a day, five to six days a week. I can't wait till I retire and live this life. But by that time, I'm gonna be too old. Fuck my life, law. So I feel what you're saying there because you realize the, the system, you realize the trap that is retirement. Please use us as an example. You can do it. I left you a long ass comment there, but that's exactly why we're doing it now. Because you're going to be in your third. It's way different doing it in your 20s than even your 30s. Mm -hmm. So do it in your 20s, people. Do it right after college. We, we worked for two years and saved money. If you're an American and you're finishing your college, work for two years after, save 10 to 20 grand, 20 grand ideally, and then go travel. And if you want to keep doing it, you'll figure out a way because we're doing it and there's all types of online freelance stuff you can do. So do it. We're starting a cash flow passive income business, selling stuff online because passive income. It's the best. I, I, I don't even realize it anymore, but every day we make money and I don't do shit. Yeah. Exactly. Passive I, income. I, I thought I had passive income companies that I was starting in, in Africa, but this is on a whole nother level. It's the, the amount of the amount of hands-offness you can have, but also be so in control, aka you don't need someone else running it, it just runs itself and you just have to deal with a few little things, but you don't have to have managers or any you, you are directly in charge of the bank accounts and the cash and the and the company and the shares. Yeah, man. yeah it's beautiful. E-commerce. E Find yeah. your niche product. Watch my other videos to learn how. And People are buying, out. man. People are buying more now than ever, especially online America. shopping is only getting bigger. So this working remotely from your computer is only going to get more and more easy, guys. And I'm glad that we fucking did this starting when we were 25, and I'm 26, and I'm about to turn 27 in August. Holy I'm shit! 26. I'm excited. I got three more years, three and a half more years in my 20s. I didn't think I, I was going to have a company until I was 30. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to do anything cool until I was 30. I thought I'd yeah, right? work for 10 years. So I, I understand you, Spliffy, because when we're kids, we always have these dreams of when we're a millionaire. I'm going to have a yacht. I'm going to sail across the world. Read the four-hour work week. It's all about that. Don't put your life off until retirement. Do it now. That's just what I want to wanted to do with this podcast, and I want to share your Africa shit, because that was an instrumental part of it, and just introduce people to
So number one homie that I've been living out here with. They're shutting the lights off. Closing statements. Shutting the lights off. Uh, it's 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 been an incredible year. Um, We've done a lot of amazing things. It, when you start to live this life, you get the freedom to fall in love and, and find passions and hobbies and things that you didn't know you'd fall in love with. I, I you know, I never thought I'd, I'd be doing a ton of yoga and meditation and martial arts and, and all these cool things because I thought, again, I'd be working. I'd be having to grind the, you know, the tables, work the sales jobs, do all this hustling that was not going to let me get out there and be different. That's what we talked about, Sky Blue, a huge shout out to Sky Blue and Reggie Moore and the whole family back home and, and uh, Wallitner and everyone that's around Sky Blue because they're trying to do, they're trying to preach that same message which is w what I always say, you, you have to be individual and do what you love. Once you do what you love, everyone will start respecting you. Don't, don't get the shirt that the other dude wears, don't buy the coffee that he gets or don't sing the song just because that dude has it. Do what you want to do. Do that weird shit. That's what makes us cool is all that weird, interesting, individual stuff that you do. Yep. So that's what you got to do. You got to do. Create and be real. But setting up, freeing your time to do your, your passion is a big step. Mm -hmm. All I wanted to do is I'm a creative person. I want to make music and make uh, do photography and videos and all types of shit. But... I couldn't do that back home because I was working the sales job no, too, locking doors. And now I have the time so I can do these videos and I'm finally putting them out now. And thank you, yesterday I hit a thousand subscribers. You did. Like I posted on Facebook when I had 50 a couple months ago. A thousand subscribers. So thank you all my subscribers that are watching this. And my channel is so new. Share your favorite video on Facebook. I think that's the biggest thing. When people share a video, that's how it goes viral and gets seen. So... I love all the good comments, like waking up and reading positive comments just makes every day the best day. It is cool. So thank you for, it's, it's just so new to me, and it's just fucking crazy, all surreal, this whole thing. We're doing it, this is who I'm doing it with, Parker on the next video, and Danny on the next video as well. He's flying out here from Seattle tomorrow. He texted us this morning, hey, I'm going to be there Tuesday. It's Sunday. Set it up, make it happen, no excuses. The employees are waiting downstairs for us, and now we're like yelling. And if you want to see me again on any videos, you got to like and subscribe and comment and tell him that you want me to be on more videos, and I'll come back. I'll fly back hey, over. Yeah, you guys, you guys like if, this if guy? You, if, 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 if you say it enough, if you say it enough, I'll fly over. I'll, I'll, I'll come from Africa. Or I'll invite them to Africa. We'll do some Zanzibar videos. Do you guys want me, us to go to Africa? Because we're thinking about it uh, later this year. You have to let us know. Let us know. I love your comments. It's, it's literally a new thing, crazy, surreal thing. Thank you for us, a thousand subscribers. Let's get to 10,000. Create and be real. <gasps>